Babs. What's going on? Oh, hey, are you like cooped up at home all alone or perhaps just with your significant other? Do you know what you guys could spend that time doing? I do. We are super excited to be supported by AdamandEve.com. Yes, please. So if you're looking for some sexy, sensual treats to spice up the bedroom. You know I am, but like, do you have any free stuff for me? Oh yeah, I mean, I've got free stuff. I've got sexy stuff, and I've got free stuff, and I've got free sexy stuff. Oh, that's just the stuff I've wanted. Do I you, mean, yeah. Could I maybe have almost any one item for 50% off? You can definitely have almost any one item for 50% off. Uh, that's half. Thank you. Um, And then on top of that, Adam and Eve is going to give you like a bunch of other free stuff. Well, how do I get it? You have to enter offer code Hags. That's H-A-G-S. Oh, thank you for spelling it. At checkout. And once you do that, you'll get your half off your one item. And then you're going to get 10 very special, very sexy free gifts. Wait, is that one item for me, a special gift for Alex, and then a third item we'll both enjoy? Yeah, and then it's seven more on top of that because it's 10 total. What? Plus six free movies. How is that possible? Plus what? Free shipping. I can't believe it. What? How do I do it? Offer code HAGS. That is H-A-G-S at adamandeve.com. Thanks, Riley. You're welcome, Nicole. Oh, hey. Oh, hey. I think this week's episode is appropriate in our progression of Mm. um, lockdown episodes that we were like, oh, we're alone now. Maybe we need some support. Mm. Uh, Maybe we're not feeling so good. Okay, Mm. now we're mad. Now we're mad. We're we're so mad. So, so mad. So, welcome. Welcome. (laughs) So, if you are also mad... Uh, This is a safe space. Yes. And if you're not mad, maybe you realize that you should be mad. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Who knows? Mm -hmm. Today we're talking learning not to throw fuel on the fire. Mm -hmm. Uh, Managing your video game rage. I'm working on it, Riley. It's good. I think we concluded you are managing it very well. (laughs) Making room for your disappointments. Recognizing when anger turns a situation into an unsafe situation. And some advice from Dr. Judd. Oh, Dr. Judd. What a guy. But first... Nicole's going to take it away with our boss-ass bitch of the week. Today's boss-ass bitch is Alice Paul and written by Tim Sullivan. And as always, if you like Tim's work, please consider donating to Planned Parenthood. Today's fierce female is Alice Paul. Born in 1885, Alice graduated from Swarthmore College at the age of 20. She earned a master's from the University of Pennsylvania before heading to England to study at the London School of Economics. While in London, she became enraptured by the Women's Political and Social Union led by Emmeline Pankhurst. She was accepted into the movement and soon gained a reputation for stirring rhetoric and the ferocity of her approach. She was arrested seven times and sentenced to hard labor after refusing to pay fines. She led a successful hunger strike among the imprisoned suffragettes, though the warden ordered them to be force-fed. After three raucous years in Britain, Alice returned home to the U.S., where she quickly ascended the ranks of the suffragist movement in her native country. She organized the 1913 Women's Suffrage Procession held in Washington on the day before Woodrow Wilson's inauguration. After movement leaders objected to the vigor of Alice's approach, she and her supporters would stand up to police brutality and fight back. She formed her own organization, the National Women's Party, in 1916. She would remain its leader for over 50 years. Alice led protests throughout the Western states where women could vote, encouraging them to vote against Wilson for his failure to secure the vote for all American women. She continued to lead protests, some of which resulted in riots. She was arrested in 1917 and sentenced to seven months in jail. She again organized a hunger strike, which landed her in the prison psych ward where she was force-fed through a tube. Two months after her release, Wilson announced his support for a constitutional amendment granting women the right to vote. and went into effect in 1920. No sooner had women's suffrage been secured than Alice began to work on the Equal Rights Amendment. She and fellow activist Crystal Eastman drafted the amendment, which was delivered to Congress in 1923. She would spend the next 50 years trying to force its ratification. She managed to impose language securing rights for women in the Civil Rights Act of 1964. Though she lived to see the Equal Rights Amendment pass both houses of Congress in 1972, she died in 1977 at the age of 92, with the amendment three states away from ratification. After sweeping Democratic victories in Virginia's House and Senate last year, in January, the state became the 38th to pass the Equal Rights Amendment. Due to time limits imposed in the original language, it's unclear whether this will be enough to put the amendment into law. Alice's battle for equality still rages on. And here are some quotes. There will never be a new world order until women are a part of it. 
To me, it was shocking that a government of men could look with such extreme contempt on a movement that was asking for nothing except such a simple thing as the right to vote. Unless women are prepared to fight politically, they must be content to be ignored politically. I think if we get freedom for women, then they are probably going to do a lot of things that I wish they wouldn't do. But it seems to me that isn't our business to say what they should do with it. It is our business to see that they get it. To me, there is nothing complicated about ordinary equality. Clearly, Alice Paul was a boss-ass bitch. Oh, hags! Rolling. Well, hello. Hello. <laughs> oh, here we are. I guess we just live here now. Yes. Um, I mean, we've literally always lived here because we're all in our houses right now, mm. I would hope. Mm-hmm. Uh, but boy, do we really live here now. We've never lived more here. <laughs> <laughs> and now the stay at home order has been extended. Again. Yeah, for California, at least. Um, yeah. I imagine it's probably going to be similar. It's going to follow suit throughout the country. I mean, California was one of the first to, or the first, to do that. Yes. And we've had a so, much lower infection rate because of it. Right. So maybe it's sort of like following California's lead. I honestly don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. But uh, we're trying started noticing people starting to deny that this was really an issue now that we're kind of like flattening the curve and like clockwork people are like was this really that big a deal was this all an overreaction who, who people who are these people <laughs> people who people <laughs> are these like internet people that you've just seen posting yes. or are these like personal people that you know no no oh, okay. internet people Internet, internet people. Um, There's always going to be those internet people you know conspiracy yeah. theorists as well are out in droves yeah burning down 5g towers because apparently oh my they God. think 5g waves or whatever they are spread coronavirus oh, yeah. yeah cool yeah. times Insane. i mean h- half of that i just chalk i'm like one like at least at least 40 percent of that i would say it's reasonable to assume is like a russian bot mm. so like <laughs> yeah. you can like remove that like part of the equation and then the other like 60 percent are like undiscerning humans who don't realize that it's a russian bot and have like drank the russian bot kool-aid and are now like you know lighting themselves on fire and running around and being like oh my god it's all a conspiracy yeah Yeah. so cool times Mm -hmm. okay all right (laughs) i mean that's the way i i interpret it (laughs) oh for sure yeah i mean this is all very ripe for um for conspiracy theories so especially with just people like cooped up inside and literally nothing else to do like everybody is like a recipe for a troll right now. Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of it comes down to your ability to manage your quote unquote negative emotions, mm-hmm. which is apropos that our word of the week is mad. Um, because, yeah, we're kind of just like trapped with our feelings right now. So if you're not really great at managing your feelings or even recognizing your feelings, I think it's going to be a lot harder to have like a healthy go of it. I think it's <laughs> yeah. going to be easier to kind of slip into those internet holes where you can like yell at strangers because you're feeling angry instead of being like, okay, what's this anger all about? And kind of like trying to get to the root of it or just trying to like ground yourself back in reality. It can definitely feel like it's more satisfying to have like an outlet for it when sometimes that actually just like fans the flames and makes it all worse. Oh, for sure. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, I've been incredibly irritable. And I thought, like, I was raised as a near hermit in the country with nowhere to go and nothing to do and was home all the time eating Doritos, delicious Doritos in the basement. <laughs> Nicole loves Doritos. I love Doritos. <laughs> Classic cheese flavor for those of you asking. Cool Ranch is fine, but that was my sister's flavor. So I don't want any more mm. questions about this. That's always the next question. That's really the only question, though, right? I suppose. Isn't that the only Doritos question? (laughs) true. I do like spicier nacho as well. Oh, okay. Um, Hot take. Hot, literally. Hot take. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I am a little stir crazy. I am. I mean, I sort of alluded to it last week where I'm like trying to be very gentle and kind to myself. And sometimes I'm just like, fuck gentleness. I'm angry and I want to leave. Um, but I don't because I'm a responsible adult 
That's good. Um, <laughs> other than just not leaving, do you find there are things that like help in those moments? Um, mostly I've been a really excellent angry napper my whole life. Mm. Um, I'd, I'd never heard it described as an angry nap until I was watching Arrested Development and they, were, and they described Lindsay as taking a two hour angry nap. And I was like, oh my God, that's been my truth <laughs> for many years. Um, but I can't sleep that much because I'm more mad than sleep will allow. Um, so I've been playing a lot of video games, which is good. But last night I actually beat the video game. I've been playing like six hours a day. Oh, bummer. You need a new video I was game. Devastated and sad. And then didn't, do you guys have a switch? We don't, mm-hmm. we have mm-hmm. a PS4. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I was going to obviously suggest animal crossing seems to be everyone's go to yeah. like soothing time waster. I feel but, like uh, it's too, <laughs> Um, soothing for me. I need to murder death. Yeah, Nicole kill. likes those action yeah. games where she's. Like, oh, see, I would you you like collect plants and like garden and stuff. So I thought that might be. Yeah, that that is my family. relaxing activity. So when it comes time for video games, I have to. You like murder and yeah. Death. I don't know if do you watch <laughs> Westworld at all? Uh, I dropped off. I think the end of the first season was disappointing to me uh, so i just was like nah but we've both kyle and i've been talking about like rewatching that now okay so giving it no shot. spoilers but there was this scene in the newest season i won't say what character but a character says to another character that you reminded me who i am because she's allowed to get angry at this person and um she says to me like i feel more like myself than i have in a long time and then just crushes this person and um that's how I feel when I play video games. I'm like, yes, you're allowing me to feel the rage I have deep inside of my belly. Yeah, I get Thank that. Thank you. I think that's definitely an outlet for a lot of people to be like, I'm feeling feelings. I'm going to go like to a completely virtual world where there are essentially no consequences and like do all this stuff in yes. a safe way. Yes, for the greater good, because my character <laughs> that I was playing in that game is a hero. Nice. So it works out. Um, have you been feeling any... Uh, madness no um i don't think like anger is not usually my go-to really Mm. um i get anxious more than i get angry okay they definitely are Um, uh, sisters of each other i'd say yeah i mean i think a lot of anger is based in fear and i think that anxiety is also based in fear so you know in that sense i think they're definitely related it just usually doesn't tend to be my the fear doesn't usually result in anger for me as much as it results in anxiety. Oh, okay. Well, that's great. But um, but I was reading these articles uh, that were, they were like in the Twitter news section recently, but they're from this psychiatrist named Dr. Judd Brewer. Love it. Thanks a lot, Judd. <laughs> um, and he's just been putting out these like little short, um, they're on Medium. So me- I don't know if you guys have read stuff on Medium. Yeah, I love Medium. Uh, they have... Yeah, it's great. They have a little thing usually at the top that says like about how long of a read it is. So you can, I don't know, sometimes I click on an article and I'm like, oh, wow, this is way longer yeah. than I expected <laughs> it to be. Like, no, thank you. Yeah. Um, so it says at the minute or at the, uh, at the top, it says like six minute read. So you're like, oh, OK, I can commit to that. Um, but yeah, he's been posting these little articles about mental health during this like weird lockdown life and kind of how to manage these Emotions or how to just understand these emotions also and like understand really simple things that can help you reframe your your like reaction to them, I guess. Because mm-hmm. um, I think with a lot of strong emotions and especially the ones that we deem to be like negative emotions like fear and anger, uh, oftentimes like our reaction to getting angry like fuels the fire, you know what I mean? Or our reaction to feeling afraid then becomes its own kind of monster instead of just like feeling your fear or feeling your anger Mm -hmm. and like recognizing it for what it is. Um, So anyway, he, he wrote, I was just this morning reading an article that he wrote that he posted a couple days ago called the anger is real. Here's how to manage it. (laughs) Which like immediately I was like, you know, it's nice to feel like validated for having those feelings instead of being like, you don't need to be angry right now, which is kind of like an immediate like, fuck you. Yeah. (laughs) You know? So I just liked it based on the title alone. I was like, oh, okay, cool. Like we're, we're good with it. We're recognizing it. And we're also like maybe going to learn some helpful tips. Um, And he, he poses a really great analogy in this article about there being two types of anger 
um, and or like two types of fuel for anger, okay. I guess. There's like the initial anger and then there's what can turn it into like blind rage, mm-hmm. right? Um, so he's talking about like, okay, so like in any situation, uh, there's going to be like a spark and there's going to be fuel. And right now, like the coronavirus is the fuel. Like that's just, it's, you know, it it's such a pervasive situation that every that affects everybody's lives and it's it's not gonna like you can't just like make it go away right. and be like, oh I'm just gonna like pretend this isn't happening. Like that's not good either. So we're already in a situation that's like full of fuel because it's very tense and very scary. Um and then like we as human beings, of course, like are the spark. So it depends on like sometimes we're gonna be okay with just living in this environment and sometimes it's gonna like really trigger us. Yeah. Um and but he then he poses the question like how do we how do we like grow connection with other people from this situation instead of just like pouring gasoline on the fire and like burning everything down around us mm. um and he he uses this like gasoline analogy he basically is like okay so if there's say there's a spark say you have you know you get upset you get angry about something we're already in this environment where it's really easy for that to happen. So like, say you've got, you start a little fire, right? You got a little, you got a little anger burning. There are two types of fuel that you can potentially throw on that fire to turn it it into like a raging nightmare. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) And he's like, let's pretend that like one of them is gasoline and one of them is diesel. We'll just like separate them that way. Okay. So the gasoline is when you don't get something that you wanted, Right. You're already in this like tense situation and then you don't get something that you wanted. It's really easy for that to like spark your rage. Yeah. The other, the diesel quote unquote type of fuel is being put in a situation that you don't like. Mm. So if somebody upsets you, if somebody makes you feel vulnerable or something like that. So there are these sort of two facets to anger. One of them is not getting what you want and one is getting something that you didn't want. Mm. Right. But it all kind of comes down. They all come down to the same base feeling of wanting something right right you either want something you're not getting or you want the opposite of what's happening right (laughs) so even just that analogy really helped me to be like okay that's a really nice simple way to be like if you're feeling mad a it's not your it's not bad or wrong in any way of course this situation is going to create scenarios where like you're triggered by something Mm -hmm. and Either way, whatever you're feeling that sort of feels like it's fanning those flames is like a completely understandable need. It's either like disappointment at not getting something or being confronted with something that you don't like. Those are like, it's sometimes I think easy to feel like your anger is unreasonable or feel guilty about just being angry Mm -hmm. to begin with. But there's nothing to be guilty about for being angry. There is something to be guilty about depending on, like, how you handle your anger. <laughs> like, right. if you go, like, take it out on someone, like, yes, you should feel shameful about that behavior. That is not good behavior. But just getting angry in the first place, absolutely not. Like, that's a very normal human emotion. Yeah. I mean, yesterday I was a total mad, sad person. Um, And it manifested in two ways. One, I was on the phone with my mom, which is never a recipe for getting what I want Mm. or Mm -hmm. or get I I get a lot of things that I don't want there as well. (laughs) So there's a lot of fuel in that situation. (laughs) It's highly fueled. (laughs) But I managed to like keep it together for the most part until uh, my mom said something very specific and very weird. And I was like, she basically was like, well, you're Catholic, so you should be celebrating Easter. And I was like, Mom, <laughs> Mom, priorities, Mom, Mom, I'm not Catholic. <laughs> and then she was like, Well, you believe in God. And I was like, Mom, I'm agnostic. And then she was like, She just was done. She was done. And then she literally said, Whatever, whatever, you'll come back to the church when you're old and afraid of death. I know it. <laughs> and I was like, Oh, because that's a good reason to be religious, just at the very bitter end, because you're scared. Okay, cool. Well, now I know a <laughs> lot about that you. Sounds, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but that sounds very Catholic. It does sound it very Catholic. It's so you're does. learning, Riley. <laughs> <laughs> um, so then I took all that, um, all those like little fires um, that sh- that we had started together, the two of us, um, and took it over to some video games, um, and then we were playing with. Alex's brother and his girlfriend and Alex and Eric and I have been playing this video game for 
years, years and years and years. And the three of us are pretty freaking good at it to the point where we can communicate with each other, just say like behind you and we know what's happening. We're good at it. The girlfriend. Which game is this? It's Call of Duty. Is this Horizon? It's um. Oh, it's Call of Duty. It is. We yeah, played yeah. the like zombie version where we're just like working as a team to kill all the zombies until eventually you die. That's the end of the game. Every end of the game Great. is you die. It just depends on what round you die. So we're very good at it. Just like war, war and life. <laughs> exactly. Honestly, um, <laughs> yeah, true. And the the girlfriend is very nice and very sweet, um, but she's very delicate. And she's not good at the game. Mm. And she doesn't communicate. When she's like, if I'm getting swarmed by zombies, I'm like, guys, I need help. I need help. Or over here. Or, you know, we're talk- we're constantly communicating with each other. And there's something called going down when you're you get hit twice by a zombie and you have to be revived by another player. And it's very risky mm-hmm. because you can't shoot at a zombie while you're reviving someone. Mm. Um, <laughs> this is so inside baseball right now. <laughs> I'm a little embarrassed. No, you're explaining it very well. Um, so this girl friend has gone down so many times so many times so many times which is fine she's significantly younger than us but she's great i really do like her a lot but while we're playing it is an outlet for me and i am very intense and as are alex and eric i would say too we're mm-hmm. like very intense about it because it's uh-huh like if one person's person messes up and goes down at the wrong time in the middle of a round when we're getting a really big zombie swarm the game can be over and we could have to start right. over, which is very frustrating. And these these rounds can go, you know, an hour, hour, 20 minutes sometimes. So it's like when you get to a point, the stakes are high. Also, keeping mm-hmm. in perspective, this is just a video game and none of this right. matters none at all. None of this all. matters at all. But yeah, that's the context. But in the moment, <laughs> it matters. And we're like, our blood is up, you know? Right. And it's stressful because sometimes you turn around and there's like, what are these undead tools in your face? Like swiping at your face. And I'm like, it's it's a little stressful, but it's like good stress. It's like fun stress. Yeah. It's like going to a haunted right. house, right? And some people like that stress and some people don't like that stress. And whatever works for you, do it. Do you? <laughs> and clearly this kind of stress doesn't really work for her um mm. because she when she's getting attacked she doesn't run like the rest of us are are we're flight she's a freeze and she just gets mm. hit over and over again and last night on her like sixth down within the f- one round and i was reviving her and i was like guys over here over here t- uh she's down she's down and I'm reviving her and there's a zombie in my face. And I thought I had called the guys over to me. So I go, guys, come on, help me out here. And then Eric sniped back at me. And I knew that I took it out on Alex and Eric and Eric took it out on me. But when it was taken out on me, when I was the one helping, I was like, fuck all of you. I was pissed. <laughs> I was super pissed. And Alex, like, I said something like, whatever, I stand by it. You should have been there. Like, I was mad. Because the round, we ended up dying, right? We all died. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I was just, like, in a rage after that. And then we, like, quit playing. We were like, we have to stop. Obviously, everybody needs to cool off. Everybody needs a break. And then Alex and I fought for, like, an hour. And I sit up till three in the morning just pouting like a crazy person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And had a very hard time getting up today to do this. <laughs> um, because I was very busy watching 30 Rock and pouting like an adult does. <laughs> um, but I felt like real rage for the first time in a while because I was like, I'm mad, which was really afraid that for the rest of our lives, if they stay together, which most likely they will because they're a great match and they're great together and they're both great people. But I was mad that I will be like the mean brooding harsh one and she will be the sweet delicate princess forever and i'm gonna want to slap her for my whole life yeah and that's a legitimate fear and it came out as extreme anger um over a video game where she kept dying <laughs> so yeah and even just like in the short term like having your right we just talked about like like your expectations not being met if you expected to be able to like play this game in a fun way and still, like, be able to include her. And then all of a sudden it, like, de- devolved into, like, not that. Yeah. <laughs> and the thing is, like, she's getting better. And she's trying really hard. And and she's not bad at the game. She just freezes in a stressful situation. And she hasn't learned mm-hmm. to just, like, run. Just run in any direction away from a zombie. Um, right. And it's just... I'm trying to give her credit. I think the biggest thing is she's just very quiet. And... Nicole wants like her to 
talk more and like <laughs> interact more, which she does to an extent. It's just like, that's just not really her personality. And I've kind of accepted it and tried to like kind of work around it. And Nicole's like, I need her to be better at this. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know if that's ever going to happen. Yeah. So it sounds like, Alex, you have been at least quicker to manage your expectations. And because you're not expecting it to be like it used to be when you guys play, that it's not triggering anger for you. Whereas Nicole is like still trying to find a way for it to work like it used to and be like, Mm -hmm. well, if she just would do this, then it could be good. If she would talk more or if she would run, then we could play the game like we used to play. And so when those expectations aren't met, then it's like fueling this like understandable anger. (laughs) And also I empathize. I am... I know what it's like to be better at something than the other people who are participating in it. This is not that case. I am not one of the better <laughs> ones in this game. Eric and Nicole are like the experts at it are much better and much more intense about it. <laughs> so like, I know how it can be annoying. Like if you're playing basketball and everybody else sucks, this is also an example. I can't really, I'm not, I'm not talking for personal <laughs> experience, but like, no, no, we know you're an all-star. Alex is a baller. But, like, yeah, that sucks. If you're, like, really good and you're playing with a bunch of people who are not, like, at your level, that can get really frustrating. And I get that. But, you know, it's also, like, a video game and who cares? Yeah, I think it's, I think (laughs) in the basketball example, since we're all really good at basketball and definitely understand all the rules. Yeah, that's why I used it. Yes, yes. Uh, I think, I think, I mean, it makes perfect sense that if you were expecting to be able to play if you're expecting to be able to have like the enjoyment and the release that you have playing a really competitive game of basketball, and then you're playing with people who aren't very good or don't seem to be taking it very seriously, that that's going to start building those like resentments and those little fires. Mm-hmm. And, and I can also imagine a scenario where you're like, oh, I'm going to assess this situation so that my expectations are more accurate. And, you know, if I'm like a professional basketball player playing with like some non-professional people, like maybe this is a good opportunity for me to like take it a little less seriously and like see what that's about. Or, you know what I mean? Even just having that conversation with yourself ahead of time about your expectations, I think can really help to reframe them. Even if it, I mean, it doesn't mean that you have to be like, all of a sudden I've changed my entire perspective on this and I'm really looking forward to playing with this girl who's like bad at this video game. (laughs) But even just like (laughs) taking the time to like, to like, or to like lower your expectations further than they need to go. If you're like, we're going to get on there and she's immediately going to just cause all of us to die. I'm going to bet in the first 90 seconds <laughs> and then maybe if maybe if you last like three minutes you'll be like oh wow Look at that. this is so much better than i thought it was gonna be well it's really funny <laughs> you know I mean? because like i always have taken video games and many things in life that shouldn't be taken seriously very seriously but when i was allowed out of the house and could go you know get a good runner's high at orange theory and like do my daily activities I was able to be like, oh, she's fine. It's fine. Like, who cares? Mm -hmm. But now that I don't have fuck all else to do, I'm like, why aren't you better at this? Yeah. What the fuck? Like, it's coming out of me in a very intense way. And I know it's directly related to not being able to leave and Mm -hmm. to do things. Yeah. Yeah. And being in this very highly fueled environment that's literally just full of, like, confusion and uncertainty and fear. I mean, like, that's, we're just like, literally surrounded by it whether we like it or not right yeah. now yeah so i mean this is like yeah. why solitary confinement is a punishment yeah like, it drives people crazy we're not meant to do this and it's i think everyone's doing a pretty good job all things considered for the last like month we've been locked in our apartments yeah but yeah i mean at some point it's just inevitable like we're all gonna start going a little crazy and <laughs> if we don't recognize it now and try to, you know, preempt it, you know, it could get ugly. Yeah. yeah. Um, so in this in this article that I was talking about initially, they offer three steps Ooh. to perhaps address if you realize, if you like feel the fire begin to start. Um, just some some tips to to use to kind of like manage and recognize that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I've already read them, so don't worry. They are good. Okay. <laughs> I feel like sometimes, sometimes I get really nervous when I see articles like this that I'm like, 
What are you going to fucking tell me to it's do? It's like, hold a are pencil you gonna tell me to between like, the first and third fingers of your left hand. Wiggle it. Right. Are you still mad? Or are you going to be like, <laughs> walk outside of your of your home on the sea cliffs and take a deep breath of your <laughs> right. the fresh lavender in your garden? Like, do I have that lifestyle? No, dude. I live in an apartment in North Hollywood. <laughs> yeah, man. Like, Rude. <laughs> um, so anyway, these are three tips that I feel like are pretty good. The first one is, which, Nicole, it sounds like you did. Okay. Great, great work. <laughs> Remove yourself from the situation if you can. <laughs> but eventually, like, it's not, when when it's one thing to be like, okay, I'm going to go into this playing this game and, like, it might really, like, get my goat. But when you recognize that the fire has started, it's probably better to, like, stop playing the game. Yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. So, you know, yeah, remove yourself from the situation if you can and find a safe place. So that might be like going into another room. It might literally just be like if you're reading the news and there are there are like coronavirus denying idiots on there. Right. It might just be like putting your phone down mm-hmm. that like your eyeballs off the screen can be like the safe place that you have now found just looking literally anywhere else. Yeah. So like finding finding it, it basically giving your brain a break from just like being inside of the fire. And then he suggests like doing just something that will bring you back to the present moment. So like maybe just a couple deep breaths. If the mindfulness thing works for you, like some of those mindfulness exercises, and I'm not talking about like mindfulness, like 10 things that you're grateful for every day, <laughs> which can work for some people, but you can probably tell from my tone of voice, my feelings. About doesn't that. work for me either. Um, <laughs> just even like, like, recognizing things in the room just being like i have a blue couch (laughs) just anything that like puts you in the current space that you're in and not living living in the brain space where like no actual things exist um or whatever i think he also suggests like just recognizing that like your feet are on the ground right now literally anything outside of your brain spiral that will like bring you into the moment and i really like what he said about this he says like doing those things can help your thinking brain come back online so that you can see you're standing in front of a small fire holding a gallon of gasoline (laughs) which is like (laughs) such a great analogy i feel like that like that like yes a fire has started but now you're in the position where you can choose whether or not to like dump fucking fuel on the fire or just be like a small fire has started <laughs> Let yeah. me get and a here we are <laughs> right <laughs> <laughs> so that's like the first step is just like taking yourself out of the situation and bringing yourself into the present however that works for you whatever that means those are also similar tactics that you're supposed to use when people are having like a panic attack yeah i just looked up the yeah. countdown list it's Five things you can see, four things you can touch, three things you can hear, two things you can smell, one thing you can taste. And then yeah, you should be exactly. like, and now you're here. You're grounded. Right. And you can, it doesn't mean that like your feelings should be gone. So if you do that and you're like, but I'm still angry, like that's fine. Sure you are. It just means that you're like <laughs> standing there, hopefully like looking at the fire instead of like dancing inside of the fire, like throwing like gunpowder onto it and just being like, I don't know who I am. Right. (laughs) I would also having some awareness remind people that like you can do the countdown and you can ground yourself. Or in my case, you could stomp into the kitchen to do dishes. Um, But you also have to admit that once you start the fire, there are hormones going through your body that job is to be like, yeah, baby, we're going to stoke it all night. And you have to let your body process those hormones and like let your body do its work so even though you may not be mentally like yeah dancing inside the fire you still have to watch the fire burn out you can't just be like the fire never existed ha what a lie like it was there acknowledge it and move on from the fire once it's out yeah and i think uh, these like last two steps that he gives are a little bit about figuring out a way to to deal with that fire yeah so that you don't just move past it Mm. Um, and so that you don't feel out of control and you're like, well, the gasoline is on the fire already and I have nothing to do with this. And it's just like, we're burning down the whole gas station. Breathe deeply the flames of my anger. (laughs) So the second step is like, once you've like brought yourself as much as you can into like the real world, um, the number, the second step is when you're, when your thinking brain is back online, remember back to the last time that you dumped that fuel on the fire. So it's, it's reminding you that not only is your anger response like just a feeling and an emotion, but it also historically is the way that you've reacted to it. So it's like remembering moments in the past where you like overreacted to something small that your partner did or that you, you know, that 
you got in a fight on social media or something mm-hmm. where you like started yelling at strangers online, like mm-hmm. whatever it is that is fanning the flames and literally fueling the fire. Mm-hmm. Like just remembering back to previous experiences with that. Cause that he's basically saying like, yes, it's not great to like, to like live in your shame and regret, but it's really important to remember those feelings of remorse and shame, not to beat yourself up with, but to help you learn to be like, oh, I did this and I felt bad about it. Right. That doesn't mean I'm a bad person and that doesn't mean I failed as a human. Yeah. It's just evidence that I have about how that behavior results in my emotions. Will this make me feel great after I've done it? Um, Chances are probably not, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. You can stay up all night playing Scrabble on your phone, but you won't feel better about it. <laughs> well, I don't know. I mean, Scrabble on your phone, I think is okay. I think it's more talking about like, if like you scream at your child Mm. right and then you feel like a terrible parent afterwards so if you see the fire and you see that you're holding the gasoline reminding yourself of how bad you felt when you screamed at your child can help you to learn to maybe not use this opportunity to scream at your child right so that's just like acknowledging basically acknowledging the path you could go down that you don't want to and acknowledging why you don't want to go down that path and then it's about, he says, like, rebottle that fuel and use it to cook kindness, which to me is a little bit of I like hate that. an eye I roll. hate it. I hate it so um, much. I'm so glad you yeah. said that because I was like, rebottle this, but I was yeah. pointing at my butt. But it's basically, <laughs> it's basically reminding yourself, if you can, how it feels to sort of be like selfish and vindictive versus how it feels to like do something nice for somebody. Um, That's so nice. Using, I like that better. Yeah. So, and he gives this whole example where he talks about like, he went to heat up some water for his tea and his wife was like, oh, do you mind if I use the microwave first? And so he noticed himself being like, like, what about my tea? And then he was like, no, no, that feels shitty. And I would feel shitty if I like made myself into that person. So I'm going to be like, okay, sure. That's no problem. And then his wife like couldn't find the thing he was, she was going to microwave. And he was like, well, maybe I can heat up my tea while you're looking for your thing. And so like she went out of the room and he put his tea in and she came back and it still had like a minute to go. And he said like he could acknowledge in her that she was like, ugh, like now I have to wait and I didn't want to wait. And just like those, those like the tiniest examples, right? These right. Are, aren't things that we would be like, oh my God. And then I wanted to, but they are, they're very, very real. They're those like small things of being like, uh, you said you were going to put away the dishes and you didn't or whatever. Mm-hmm. And just acknowledging them. And basically he was like, instead of, instead of like allowing that, irritability trigger to like because it goes back and forth where like he was irritable and then she was irritable and you know what I mean it's like this tennis match he basically was like I just took a deep breath and just like hugged her for 30 seconds and by the time we were done hugging like the water was done and she put her thing in so it's not even about like channeling it into like a way to be good to the earth with your kindness it's just being like is it going to feel better for me to like hold on to this resentment selfishly to like keep score about like who's doing better right now or might it feel better to just hug Yes, but I also want them to recognize that microwaving water isn't great for anyone. <laughs> it's important to me. That, no, you're right. At the end of this article, they did say that is the oh, biggest takeaway. Oh, great. That's the biggest <laughs> takeaway for sure. Yeah. No, I completely understand that. In fact, Alex and I did that the other day. We were sniping at each other and then we just hugged in the kitchen for a minute and it was yeah. much nicer. Mm-hmm. And I think that's so important. And then we so acknowledged important. why we got rid of our microwave because <laughs> it's not good for anyone. <laughs> Uh, but I mean, especially right now, if you are, if you're isolating alone, by the way, I don't, props to you, man. But also, even if you're sheltering in place with somebody that you absolutely love, there are going to be moments where you're like, holy shit, I want to just like smack this person right across the mouth. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. 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 Oh, man. Alex, what do you have to say about all this? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I mean, I think that that's all true. I don't know. I mean, I also find myself like this week, this past week, especially has been like trying for me. Like I consider myself a pretty patient person. Mm. I can clock when something's starting to get under my skin and like address it pretty quickly in my mind and kind of like adapt to it and then kind of either suppress it for the time being if I need to. Oh my God. He's (laughs) building a huge tumor in there. Or... Well, like, I just kind of, like, I kind of roll with stuff. And uh, especially things like this where I'm like, there's literally nothing I can do about this. So I'm going to be okay with it. 
and I just kind of like right. am. And even for me at this point, I'm like, okay, I really don't like this situation anymore. <laughs> like, I don't like the feeling of being inside anymore. Mm-hmm. I miss my routine. I miss like going to work. I miss my studio. I miss like interacting with other human beings. It's just, I don't know, like what I was saying before, it's just like at some point we're depriving ourselves of like very basic human needs yeah, because of these extraordinary circumstances. And um, yeah. And so I like, I totally get why like something as trivial as like a video game could trigger like all of this stuff bubbling up to the surface and being like, ah, I hate everything when it seems like, oh, it's just a dumb video game which I was kind of saying to Nicole last night. Absolutely. He was while I was washing dishes <laughs> with extreme anger, which I get is like not a hundred percent fair because like, yeah, it's not just about the video game. And like Nicole knows it's not just about the video game, but also you have to just like balance it. Like, well, but what is it? It is a lot about the video game. <laughs> <laughs> and like we can sort It of- can be entirely about the video game too. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like there can be a lot of that legitimate anger can be legitimately about the video game. Sure. Yeah, there's probably some other stuff going on too. Sure. But, yeah, you know. exactly. It's just like <laughs> but you know, like we've played the video game, like Nicole said, like several nights a week for like the last nine years, and like this has never really happened. So it's clearly like there's other factors that are dumping on top of it. And that's all I was pointing at was like, these are, yeah. these are different circumstances. Well, that's why I came out with the whole, like, uh, you know, I am afraid or I am mad that my future entails me being like mm-hmm. the overly talkative brash one. Yeah. And she'll be like the beautiful thing on a pedestal in the corner and i'll be like look at that pedestal it's well made you know like <laughs> and it was like shut up nicole yeah you're so like, negative <laughs> all right <laughs> like that's not i wouldn't i don't know i know that you have a sibling yes liking your sibling's partner is important and because you spend a lot of time with that person and when that person doesn't volunteer any information about themselves you're like i don't know who the fuck you are and also you're bad at my favorite game <laughs> what am i supposed to do here we have anything in common no cool yeah pedestal looks well built like <laughs> what, am I gonna, what are we talking about yeah uh, so i'm just worried about that and also i want to leave yeah our apartment real bad <laughs> yeah yeah it's not easy none of this is easy I was going to make the argument that your decision to even like angrily go do dishes is kind of like what he was talking about, like taking your the little like fire you have and using it for some form of kindness. And I think that doesn't necessarily have to be like kindness for the world or even for anyone else. It can be like self-care or like what's a even just like caring for plants or like petting a cat, like those sort of like nice soothing activities. Um, If there's I don't know. I think that a lot of them are rooted in taking care of something else or taking care of yourself as opposed to like burning down your house. Yeah, I do find that when I am miffed, I do tend to go to our uh, postage stamp of a kitchen and do dishes or put dishes away because it's sort of like a meditative, like I don't have to think about where I'm putting those things. I can just like think about how mad you are and why are you so mad? And oh, this cup goes there. Okay, don't think about that. Um, And it does help to oftentimes not always but oftentimes diffuse the anger it helps to smother that fire yeah and i think going through those like basic steps too of even just the first one of like acknowledging why you're angry Mm. uh oh hi hi (laughs) win um i think the like if you were to be getting really upset about the same thing every day Mm -hmm. i don't know like let's say uh Alex doesn't take his shoes off when he comes inside. Uh, who knows? Something really like simple and like silly like that, that right. like not super consequential, but could easily like get on your nerves. I think if you were to to take the time to acknowledge, if any of us were to take the time to every day be like, oh, my expectation was that Alex would take his shoes off and he hasn't done that. And that's why I'm upset. And the next day being like, huh, my expectation was that Alex was going to take his shoes off and he didn't do that. And now I'm upset. By the third day, you might be like, why am I still expecting Alex to take his shoes off? Right. Right. You might be like, okay, either I need to like talk to him 
And so I can have a justification for this expectation that I'm like, oh, well, we had a conversation about it. And so now I expect it from him. Or you need to let go of that expectation. Right, right. (laughs) That's very true. I mean, that's what I sort of mean when I say that sometimes Alex is playing a game he doesn't realize he's playing. That I've curbed that behavior a lot. That it's come out more since we've been isolated together. Where there would be a part of me that's like, look, he's not even... He's not gonna. He's not gonna take his shoes off. Look at that. He's not taking his shoes off. Well, he's lost. He's lost for today. But now I can be like, <laughs> "Hey, babe, will you take off your shoes? I don't want dirt to be tracked into the house." And he'll be like, "Okay." And then if he right. forgets next time, it can be like, "Oh, remember I asked you to take off your shoes?" And he'd be like, "Okay." And by the third time, he'd be like, "Oh shit, I gotta take off my shoes." Yeah, exactly. And now we're like constructively working on something together instead of playing those like individual games in our head where we're like throwing gasoline on a fire that the other person like doesn't even know exists. Look at him walking around this house with his <laughs> shoes on like a charlatan. Yeah. And I'm like, man, what a great day. My I shoes love are my so shoes on. It sounds so good on the hardwood floor all day long. I bet our downstairs neighbor loves it. <laughs> Look at all that dirt oh. I'm smearing around the floor. This is so good. Oh, man. <laughs> I don't great. even care what Nicole There's- thinks about it <laughs> there's this great opening scene in one of one episode of friends where they just show what's going on in each of their brains they have, like have their each of their internal monologues mm-hmm. and like some of them are like worried about like who they're dating or like whatever whatever and then they pan over to joey and he's just like sweet joey yep yeah sweet sweet joey so you never know like if it, if what you're getting upset about is based on what you think is going on in someone else's head that's already pro- a problem yeah right yeah And I feel like one other thing I I really wanted to talk about in relation to MAD is that a lot of people are having to either postpone or completely miss out on things. Like we have a friend, uh, Jill, whose son is a senior in high school this year. And he has missed his prom, his graduation. graduation. And he's sad and mad. And People are like, oh, well, you know, you have to stay home and like, you shouldn't be mad because you're doing something good. Like, no, you're allowed to be mad about missing your prom. You're allowed to be mad about he's in musicals. He's going uh, to school to be a musical theater major. Like, you're allowed to be upset that you didn't get to perform in your spring musical. Like, yeah, absolutely. And and telling people that their emotions aren't valid in this situation and like, well, at least like the at least game is the worst game. Like, well, at least no one you know is sick. And it's like, fuck you. Like, yes, I'm very glad that no one in my immediate family is sick. However, I'm still allowed to be mad about missing my spring musical, my prom, my graduation. Yeah. And, and having to graduate into a world that's kind of scary. Right. And if you if someone in your immediate family is sick and you are scared about that, you're also allowed to be disappointed about your prom. Yeah. It doesn't have to be like, yeah, this like competition of grievances never helps anybody. Yeah, it's not the sadness or mad Olympics. And I know that our culture does have this like, I'm trying to make you feel better. I'm trying to solve your problems, even though you just wanted to vent at least this or that. If you have that urge, because I sometimes have that urge, just turn it off. Just just be like, at least this coffee is delicious. Shut the fuck up. It doesn't help. It doesn't help. <laughs> yeah. No. And I think it's I, I think when it comes because I, I know the I like I just recognize that impulse. Yeah, same, like you said, same. like the culture to, to say that type of stuff. And I think it's almost an impulse to be like, look at the things that we can be grateful for as well. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. That it's not necessary. It doesn't. The impulse itself doesn't necessarily come from like, well, at least like it could be this blah, blah, blah. Right. You know, it comes from this feeling of being like, OK, but there are also good things in the world and things to be grateful for. And even if that thing that you're grateful for is that your immediate family member isn't sick or something like that. Yeah, that's a valid thing. But I think what probably is more helpful is maybe even taking those types of guidelines of being like, yeah, I can completely understand why you were looking forward to this thing. And now that you your expectation isn't is has to change, that that's really scary and frustrating. Yeah. Just like acknowledging that anger, like why the anger is valid can really help i think yeah and um like a lot of i was in a lot of weddings this spring and they've all been pushed back however it seems like the earliest one is now in june and if it continues this way it seems like we might be quarantined until june so they might have to push again which is going to bring up a lot more angry feelings from those people because it is a hassle and it is an expense and it is stressful as all hell and you just don't know 
how long this is going to last. I think that's the worst part of this or one mm-hmm. of the worst parts for those that are healthy who who are just stuck at home is you don't know. It seems unending. Yeah. I, that's kind of like the same fear that I feel like an anger that exists in the political climate yeah. as well, that you're like, is this, do we have to have a four, another four years of Trump? Is that going to happen? Or like this inevitable conclusion that you're going to have to dr- vote for Trump or Biden. Right. Both like accused rapists like that. That's not a good feeling. Right. And that's antithetical to a lot of hope that a lot of people had who, whether you were behind Elizabeth Warren or behind Bernie, mm-hmm. you know, there was a lot of, a lot of really potentially positive expectations about what could happen that now have to be completely reframed. And of course, there's going to be so much anger around that. Oh, yeah. yeah. And there is. It's the difference between hope and dread. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's really hard to look for, you know, to have a positive attitude when you don't know what to look forward to, you know? And so, yeah, that's why you kind of have to like, keep pointing to things like, well, at least, you know, the sun came out today. You know, it's like you're like you're just grasping at straws. Like, uh, at least um, you know, we still have running water. That's good, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I feel like it's reframing that at least part of it. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. about being like, okay, not only and, you know, I had the expectation that I'd be able to vote for a candidate that I really believed in. And now I'm being forced into a situation that I don't like where I'm being forced to vote for somebody who I think is hugely problematic and I don't like. So that's like both types of that anger fuel we were talking about before, mm-hmm. right? Like not meeting the expectation that you had and also putting you in a position for uh, that includes something that you don't like. I think you can acknowledge that's a big, that's a big fuel. That's a big like fire. Um, and you can also acknowledge that the sun is out and maybe that helps like ground you in the world. Yeah. But it doesn't necessarily have to be like your feelings about the election uh, don't have to be as intense because the sun is out. It can be like you're feeling angry about the election and also the sun is out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Know? Yeah. 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 It is very anger inducing that Bernie suspended his campaign for the health of the voting populace while the candidate we're left with was like, get out there and vote. I don't give a shit. Um, yeah. And that's it's it's hard to reconcile in my brain that like, the vote blue, no matter who, will end up being what happens. At, Biden. Yeah. 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 Because yeah. I don't want to vote for yeah. him because I believe women, but also I really don't want Trump to be the president because I think he literally might end the world, like without exaggeration. Yeah. So I feel like that's the initial, that's the initial fire. And then like, if you were going to throw fuel on the fire, it might either be like, well, fuck it. I'm not voting for anybody. Then. Right. Right. If you can't get out of that, if you can't get out of the fire, yeah. <laughs> if you can't like see the fire and be like, oh, there's a fire over there. You're like standing in the fire on fire. Uh, (laughs) Then yeah, you might be like, I'm not voting for anybody. Or I'm, and this is the part that I feel like everybody kind of needs to be a little careful about. I'm going to really publicly display all of my hate for the candidate that ultimately like needs to win. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because you're you're really just giving fuel to like the other side. And that sucks because it feels like you should be able to be really publicly angry about it. And maybe you are, maybe you already have been. And like, that's still valid. But it's also like moving forward. What are you doing with that can of gasoline that you're holding? Yeah. Right. Right. You should just put it in your car and drive around town in circles, blasting wicked or like put it to use and like research the shit out of every office that's up for election and how you can find that same hope and passion about candidates that aren't necessarily just the president. Oh yeah, yeah that's right? that's a better use of time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean or just anywhere anywhere in between. <laughs> anywhere on that spectrum right. of like literally just putting the gasoline away and like using the gasoline for good as long as you're like acknowledging that you're hopefully not Throwing it directly onto the fire. Right. Yeah. Or like as little as you can. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Be good. Well, we've been talking a yeah. lot about anger, but now I want to describe for you a bright spot in our day. Ooh. Hooray. Across the courtyard from us on a drainage pipe, there are a couple of birds building a nest. Oh, yeah. Oh. And they're. I love that. Every now and then one of them flies away and the other one will sit in the nest. And then they bring back little sticks and they're building a nest and it's very cute. Oh, 
Did you see there was a whole like it was on TMZ, which first of all, like what? I don't read TMZ ever, <laughs> so I don't really know. I don't know what I don't know if this is normal reporting for TMZ, okay. but TMZ had this whole article about how like the squirrels in Venice are just having a field day, like out on like it, like you know when you walk along the boardwalk in like Santa Monica and stuff. There's like those that like expanse of grass yeah. that mm-hmm. kind of goes up to the edge. So there's just like a video of like dozens and dozens of squirrels just laying on the ground yes. because there's no people around which first of like I love that it was on TMZ as if like that's the best celebrity reporting <laughs> yeah, they could do is. Is like oh, God. <laughs> famous that's squirrels lounging nude on is that beach. TMZ is reporting on the squirrels now because there's no one else around uh, but yeah that made me so happy that's, the animals are having a good time they are they really are yeah, Winnie on the other hand they deserve is- it yeah, speaking so of which, angry at us. Winnie for not just really wants to us to go turn the water on in the bathroom, which is why you're probably hearing her in the background. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, understandable. She has an expectation exactly. that you will turn the water on. It's not being met. Yep, That's there right. She is. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh. She's like, "Thank you." Yes, I'm petting her with my foot, and she's not satisfied with it. <laughs> Yeah, when he's getting a little stir crazy too. Oh, jeez. I feel like since we're talking about anger, we have to at least. Um, acknowledge the fact that like we're also talking about sort of like day-to-day anger that doesn't result in like violence Mm. yep i think now is i mean domestic violence is not uh this is not the situation right that helps people who are victims of domestic violence being trapped potentially with your abuser or even being trapped in a household with somebody who you know when they get angry, they throw things or they hurt themselves or something like that. That can be way scarier. And I'm sure if you're hearing this and you're like, oh, yeah, it's great to like take a minute or like go angrily play Scrabble or whatever. But like if you're trying to implement those these kind of like tactics and you live with somebody who's anger management is kind of further beyond this. And in my mind, I mean, yes, this can happen to anybody, but we also know that this disproportionately happens to men who are who take their anger out in violent ways, mm-hmm. um, especially against their female partners. Obviously, people of domestic violence can be any gender and in any type of relationship, and that's also really important to acknowledge. Um, but but yeah, there's definitely sort of a gendered side of like how we see men historically or socially dealing with their anger, which is frequently like punching something. Like breaking their hand, punching something, punching a hole in something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of there's a lot of punching involved. Yep. Yeah, and I would mention that um, Rihanna and Jack Dorsey, who's like the founder of Twitter, I guess, um, set up a 4.2 million dollar grant fund to help victims of domestic domestic violence affected by coronavirus um, in Los Angeles. So yeah. um, uh, there is. I'm looking for some sort of website or number they can go on to. But of course, it's not in this article. But if you can, if you're having trouble with that, you can search that. And there's, um, Rihanna said there's housing available and funds for food and to keep you afloat while you're escaping your bad situation. Yeah, I, I'm. Sh- hopefully, there are resources available in all or most places as well. If you're not based in Los Angeles, um, there are there there are resources available. I think it just depends on if there are resources that will work for you. So yeah, I mean, if you're in a situation like that, you can just throw all of our previous advice out the window about like taking deep breaths and finding a way to center yourself and all of that. They can, I'm surely maybe help your mental health in the short term. But like, if you're in a dangerous situation that you need to get out of, uh, we'll post some resources on our episode page about ways that you can reach out hotlines. Um, but that's, that's a really a scary situation right now for sure. Yeah, at the end of the article, it says you can call the L.A. County hotline because they have all of those funds went directly to L.A. County. Um, so the number is 800-978-3600. And we'll post that as well. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Oh, man. It's quite a lot. Oh, the birds have come closer. So Milo and Winnie are now trying to hunt the birds. So <laughs> Oh, good. Uh, the bird is on our balcony <laughs> taking some, some buckwheat for their nest and Winnie is going to eat them. <laughs> don't worry they're safe through a window we won't let her eat the birds oh perfect it's just it's like video games for cats that they're like i can't actually <laughs> kill that thing but i can think about what exactly it would look like to kill that thing and i can stare at it while thinking it and yeah, yeah and then milo goes down and when he's like what the fuck <laughs> <laughs> 
cool when you go do some dishes you'll be okay uh jeez. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um I would love to hear if you are listening to this and you have some tactics that have helped you uh, when you get angry. There's a lot to get angry about right now. For sure. So, like, mm-hmm. that's just the truth. And uh, there's no reason to f- pretend otherwise. So if you have found coping strategies that help you or that work for you, especially if they're kind of, like, unexpected, if you're like, yeah, um, really all I need to do is, like, go sit in a cold shower and that makes me more miserable than whatever was initially making me miserable and that really works for me, whatever it is, uh, let us know and we'll share it so that maybe it can help somebody else. Cool, yeah. And um, you can follow us across all social media at Hags Podcast and you can email us all of those techniques and thoughts and feelings and rants and confessions at hagspodcast at gmail.com. We are on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And if you wanted to write us a little review, that would be super awesome. That helps other people find the show and it helps us continue to grow. You can also support us financially on Patreon at patreon.com slash hagspodcast. There are all sorts of tiers of support starting at $2 a month. You have access to all of our behind the scenes extra bonus content. Um, and it goes up from there all the way up to, you know, merchandise, hags merch, Skype sessions, video messages, all sorts of fun stuff. Yeah. And thank you to Alex Reeves and Point of Blue Studios for setting up a mobile studio. Thank you also to Riley's Closet for keeping it so quiet and so mm, yes. dark. <laughs> <laughs> it's very dark. Um, I'm Nicole Weiland. I'm Riley Rose Critchlow. I'm Alex Reeves. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.